0: This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary. Whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way.
1: again listeners and welcome to go my favorite sports team i'm your host markiplier and i am not joined by the master of balls and holes because he is away he looked on the map and saw that thailand started with thai and his name is tyler and therefore he decided he was going to go there and he's been away for a while so it's just me I told him I was gonna record with Bob and Wade but I'm not gonna let those show stealers steal the show from me anymore Wade still brags about it being the most popular episode with him in it and me not in it So I decided that I was gonna do a solo episode Why? Because I'm just that noble And I'm just that willing to put my own name on the line to entertain you guys and tell you about the world of sports Because I've been learning sports for the good part of two years now Which means that I know a good bit about sports And also I've been talking alone into a camera for about 11 years so there's nothing new here for me i can do it especially when it's about sports just watch me do it also there's a distinct advantage in that i can read jacuzes and tyler cannot defend himself which is going to be great which means that he largely will not will have nothing to protest this about uh which is kind of like how when his brother and his father were on an episode and he was not we got to the real truth of it so we're going to start off with the banger of a jacuse by ill Never use this again. I'll never use this again. Marily not. Are women a joke? Dear Tyler, I've never been more disappointed in my life up until now. I've followed this podcast since the beginning, yet you've never mentioned one of the most popular fast-paced sports out there. Volleyball. While all sports can be played by anyone, volleyball is such a female-dominated sport, and I'm beginning to think you don't find women's sports worthy of their own primers. Did you know that the NCAA just passed a new law to allow double contact? Funny thing about this, I did know that. I heard that, because Catherine is in town, and Catherine mentioned that just last night. Actually, I was actually, uh, I was out seeing a basketball game, because Catherine, if you didn't know, uh, enjoys basketball. If you don't know who Catherine is, I'm not going to tell you. You got to find that out for yourself. Long storied history of Catherine involved with this very, well, not this very channel, but my very channel. If you didn't know that, you don't know anything. So I'm not gonna inform you about it because I'm only here to talk about sports and sports is all I'm gonna talk about I'm not gonna get sidetracked today because we are on topic Now I'm gonna get back to this thing that I just got distracted from Did you know that the NCAA just passed a new law to allow double contact? Probably not since you never talk about volleyball At this point GTA 6 will come out before you decide to put on your big boy pants and do a volleyball primer Do all of us a favor and actually talk about one of the most important sports out there Okay, well here's the thing I I can't say whether it's true or not that Tyler thinks women are a jo- I can't say the veracity or the incredulousness of that claim. It's not my business. But I was with you right up into the point that this became a primer suggestion. As you know, even if Tyler's not here, we cannot abide by these because the rules are the rules. And just because Distractable put down some bylaws and we did not does not mean that our laws here at Go My Favorite Sports Team were not written into the granite of the earth from the very moment of the inception of the podcast. So I'm not going to abide by that. And you cannot abide by me. So expunge that ghost from my body, and we'll give someone else a chance to tear Tyler a few pets down. Chuck By the lost underscore underscore one. How very dear you, Mark. You said hurling is not a sport, but my family plays hurling every weekend. How very dear you. You disgust me again, Mark. Are you saying that all my memories from seven years till now were fake? How very dare you, Mark. Also, I'm sorry I didn't do this after Mark's sports tier list, but I was posting it under R... Go My Favorite Sports Team, which I recently found out is, in fact, unofficial. Sorry about that. Yeah, the actual, um, subreddit is r slash gmfst. I actually didn't know that Go My Favorite this better not be something unsavory. Well, that isn't even spelled right. That's not even spelled right. Have people been going to this one? That one's not even spelled right. That's not even the right one. It has like a fifth of the number of people there. There's 2.2 thousand people here, and there's 10k in hours. THAT DOESN'T MAKE ANY SENSE! Anyway, uh, just so you know, the real subreddit- Oh, my food's almost here. Shit. Can wait. This is more important. Uh, the real subreddit is r slash gmfst. What the fuck am I looking at? It's Frisian not Dutch. Fierljepen. By Rogue149. I only say this because the Frisian people have been there longer than the Dutch. It's also the only other language recognized in the Dutch court. I feel this important distinction because if talking about lacrosse, yes, it's an American sport, but it started as an indigenous sport that the was then adopted by others. Just like how Fierljepen was adopted by then, adopted then by the Dutch people. Also, I have to give credit to my Dutch husband who grew up in Frisian which I is why I know this and why I wanted to contribute. I don't know why I had so much trouble reading that. I think it was because there was Words that were not English uh, strewn about, and it, it made me question everything that I was reading. But how dare you, Tyler? How dare you not recognize the Frisian people? Frisian people and Firshepen. How dare you, Tyler? And how dare you be whatever you did? And I'm sorry that um, I'm even associated with them. You know, I was trying to time that so that my food would get here right as I was done, and then I could go eat. But unfortunately, they arrived in probably the fastest I've ever had food delivered in my life. So that's good, except it gets to sit there and I'm not going to eat in camera because that would be unprofessional. And I'm not unprofessional. Not on this podcast anyway. Okay, Speckled Muffin 009, a leap of death. Tyler, oh, Tyler. I pity thee for thy sins. How is it that you cover, quote unquote, an episode on leaping sports and fail to mention probably one of the most outrageous and popular diving sports to this day? While granted tombstone diving or cliff jumping is a very intense form of diving, which I'm glad you mentioned, you simply cannot forget the intensity of the death-defying diving sport known as death diving. Dodzing! Oh, I actually do know about this. Originating from Norway, otherwise known as death diving, is an extreme form of extreme freestyle high diving in which the Divers land in the water in either a cannonball or pike position, which if you didn't know is like kind of like a got their arms and their legs folded up, but straight, you know, bleh, like, bleh, you know, what I mean, was that? I don't know why I looked up at the ceiling like I was afraid I was going to hit it. I thought there was something like dangling above me, but, you know, I got mad hops, but I don't think I can quite hit the ceiling. Close. Bed. bad. I mean, what if I put my hand on my head and I see how close I am to ceiling? Okay, I can't quite touch it with... there. Ooh! I touched it! I had my pinky up like that, so about that far. Almost the ceiling. Almost there. Anyway, so yeah, they do that. Pike position. Yeah, if you haven't seen a video of this, actually, I could probably show you a video of this. This is dozing. Please do not... SHOOP! Bam. BAM! Yeah, so they do freestyle. Twist? Oh, that's pretty good. And then BAM! You see what I mean? They gotta land like that, so they break the water and don't break their spines. that's a good score. Nice. Whoa. That's pretty good. Yeah, so I don't know if Tyler's extreme enough to be able to cover something like this, but here at Go, with the solo and probably most popular episode of Go we've ever had, it better be, you get a first-hand look of it. And I'm not even an expert on it. But at least I can give you an introduction to it, and then we can expand it a bit further so you... Wait, that was a perfect squirrel, what did he do? Well, it looks about the same as the other one he did. Oh whatever. But that's... death diving. Classic death divers fly horizontally with their arms and legs outstretched until they hit the water in the cannonball or pike position without rotations. Freestyle, on the other hand, tends to get a bit more extreme with posing and other various motions, flips, and tricks that the divers can make before hitting the water. Championship competitions are held in Oslo, Norway, every August. And current records are heights of 40.5 meters in the men's division and 30.5 meters in the women's division. It's 133 feet for men's and 100 feet for women's. J'Cuse, is pickle a sport? Hello, Markiplier and Master of Balls and Holes. I have a question for you, we members of the Pickles of the Pod in the Discord. Want to know if pickle is a sport? If not, does pickle have any association with any sports? Now that I'm actually writing this, I'm genuinely interested. You wouldn't be genuinely interested before you wrote it. Thank you for your time. I'm not sure you used it well. So I don't know if I can say you're welcome. Uh, but this is something that I am an expert in. Love me some pickles. Uh, it just depends on the type, you know? Um, if you- if it's a sweet pickle, it's definitely not a sport. Cause no one likes those, and anyone who says they like sweet pickles is lying or lying to themselves, or lying to everyone around them. Or they're telling the truth, and they might as well be lying, because that's the kind of thing that can get you ostracized pretty quickly. Uh, sour salty pickles are the only pickles that you need. Actually, I take that back about the sour ones, I'm just talking about the natural sourness of a pickle. I'm not talking about those pickles that are like, Warheads branded, because I've had one of those, and it was the most atrocious thing I've ever eaten. It tasted like a bag of vomit, in pickle form. A crunchy vomit, you know what I mean? Just terrible. Uh, so I'd say, yeah, if it's a salty pickle, Definitely a sport. Sweet Pickle, not a sport. Not even close. Doesn't even qualify. It's like marching band. Uh, Dragonator 0808. Tyler's... And his pitiful wingspan. Dearest Tyler, how dare thee. Oh, how impressive it is that you, a 30-something-year-old man, having a 6-foot wingspan. Wrong! Tisn't impressive I, a mere lad of 15, have a 6-foot-and-1-inch wingspan. Ha! And so I'd accuse thee. I demand that you arrest your incessant yammering. As a master of balls and holes, I expected better from you. Shame. Shame! Good day, sir. Alright, so here's the thing. I'm not one to defend Tyler, but I know for a fact that Tyler is about six foot two on a good day. That came out as an insult. I meant it as a compliment. And he always brags about his wingspan, and I know for a fact, not the exact amount of his wingspan, but I know his wingspan is longer than he is tall, right? So, thereby, by extension, he has. Over a six- foot one wingspan, which is what you say you have, he, I think he said he has up to a six- foot four wingspan. He's got long ass arms, right? He's got long ass arms and also long ass arms. So I don't know where you got this information that he only has a six-foot wingspan, but I know that that's very likely to be false. So you're kind of just digging your own grave here, because if you're going to throw out your cues out, you better hope that it is true or at least not provably false, like the pickle people. That's all I'll say about that one. I am beyond flaccid! Simbonita says, How could you guys ever talk about sex being a sport without inventing events that would be held in said sport? We didn't invent the sport or without talking about different positions or inventing new ones and the muscle groups needed to complete said events how am i supposed to train with the boys without this vital information well you did say was it technically could be a sport people are different though so it's kind of hard to judge not to mention roberto esquivel cabrera has 18 inches of foreskin he tied weights around his meat trying to make it longer for years okay not only are you beyond flaccid i think everyone listening to this is is so far beyond flaccid that it's not even a question at this point why do we need to invent the events that would be at the sex competition uh this is supposed to be an introduction to sports not a a master's class getting into the the nuance and where you know the sport enough to be able to invent new means of the sport is something that look on a personal level, sure, I am just beyond an expert. But this is an introductory course, right? It's not the master of balls and holes for nothing. More Tyler than, you know, anything but. But as far as, like, our combined knowledge, is pretty up there. But we don't want to inundate people with the kind of knowledge that you don't need to be able to succeed in your everyday life. More of a getting into it as a hobby kind of thing, you know what I mean? So we don't want to burden people. That last part of your tq's I'm going to pretend like that never existed. And I'm going to try to purge any remnants of your ghostly possession of my form uh, as soon as possible. So please never speak again. Tyler ruined our Valentine's Day, says I love ketchup 402. Why didn't you release the primer a day early, Tyler, in time for Valentine's Day? All of us sex-not-knowers had no idea what to do on Valentine's Day. Shame on you, Tyler, shame. Master of balls and holes didn't teach us how to properly use our balls and holes on the horniest day of the year. I mean, that's a good point. That's a good accuse. Because to be perfectly honest, there was no reason that it shouldn't be kind of have this loose schedule that we post things but we don't ever need to actually adhere to it there's no law that says we must do this on this day and not then because if we had the opportunity to do it for a valentine's day if i'd have known tyler was away in thailand of course but you know doing tyler things but if i had known which i didn't because i very rarely pay attention to these things and i've been very busy with the movie that i have talked to you a lot about iron lung coming very soon but as i've been very busy with that that means that there has been a lack of opportunity to take advantage of days like this and provide our dedicated audience and listeners and viewers. Hi, how are you doing? Good to see you. And viewers of this vital information that they're going to need for their everyday life. So shame on Tyler and shame on not me, but everyone associated with Tyler. All right, programmer prize ProgrammerPrize3049 says, I love this show, but Tyler and Mark are always talking about the Romans as if their entire culture wasn't just ripped off from the Greeks and Turks. Tell me I'm wrong. Look, I don't say this because I'm defending it. I say this Because that's what Tyler always gets into. In every primer, somehow it is spawned out of some military exercise from the Roman army. I don't know why. It's either from them or from one of the people they're fighting. Remember, this whole originated from those whatever people they were that I don't remember. They are they might be dead. I don't know. They were fighting the Romans. So they were sliding down on their shields, sledding, tobogganing. Skeletons! Their skeletons were sliding down the hill, and then they rammed into the Roman cavalry, and it didn't go well. So, it's not necessarily that you're wrong about their entire culture being ripped off, including the sports. I don't know if that's true or not, but it seems like the evidence is we were also saying that. You know what I mean? We were mentioning that. That was like the context clues of what we were saying. If you were reading between the lines or listening between the silences, it was there. So, I tell you you're wrong, I don't know. I don't know anything, really. Not 100% sure. The Roman Empire is Mark's Roman Empire. How is this my Roman Empire? I'm the one always accusing Tyler of everything starting from the Roman Empire. I'm not the one. Just because I'm the one delivering the joke doesn't mean that I'm the one that subscribes to the idea of the joke. That's what delivering the joke is all about. Anyway epic pie face 424 Tyler ruined my Valentine's Day and probably yours too ah Valentine's Day a day for love a day for romance a day for sex at least have what I thought here I am on Valentine's Day taking my wonderful woman out on a date we eat we have fun we laugh we stare longingly into each other's eyes as the day winds down and the evening is over we find ourselves back home in the bedroom what should I be reading this the mood is right. suddenly I'm frozen in fear wait a minute I have no idea what I'm doing. I have the balls, the holes are here, but I have no idea what to do with them. I wasn't prepared for this. Mr. Tyler Scheid and Mr. Mark I-Plier never prepared me for this. I was stunned. I've never been so ashamed in my life. If only Mr. Scheid, the master of balls and holes, has taught me the way of sex. I glance over at my phone over on the bedside table, hoping for the sex primer to come in time, but the time and the mood has passed and the moment... It gone. I'm writing this from the doghouse. I have to sleep outside tonight, and it's all Tyler's fault. How could you let me down like this? How could you? If only it could have been released beforehand, perhaps as a special bonus episode, but no. Tyler has let us sex not knowers down and ruined not only my Valentine's Day, but no doubt the Valentine's Day of many others. For shame. I know I've said another jacuz on this very subject, but I feel like it needs to be reiterated, and people need to understand the ramifications of Tyler's actions here. How it has spilled over into other people's lives that are not just affecting one person, but many. So I, I commiserate. You know, I commiserate with you. No, I don't commiserate because I know what I'm doing. But if all the people that don't know what they're doing, I understand your complaints. And I understand your anger and frustration. I get it. They'll unfortunately count this as a primer episode request, even though it's so well written. No, I see, we don't. Because that has already come. The primer of that has already occurred so it's already been here it's not a request because it's already been done did but it been done did too late and that's the problem and that's why tyler must pay and he will pay don't worry i've been accruing a bill they're trying to get rid of
0: baby mark that nah, i think we're done. This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary. Whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You know all those subscription websites, they just hide those charges from you. They're hidden and repetitive and you forget about them. Oh, I know exactly which websites you're talking about. The ones that you like to go to. You do? I've literally spent so long digging through my finances. Rocket Money can help cancel your subscriptions. You're saying Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow grow your savings? Absolutely, yes. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses? Uh-huh, yeah. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for me? Up to 20%?
1: Maybe. But for our listeners, definitely yes. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com sports team. That's rocketmone dot com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-T-E-A-M. That's rocketmoney.com slash sports team. Okay, so that was the jacuzas without Tyler. I'm glad that we got that out of the way. We can really get through so many of Tyler's and babbling about, "I I didn't mean that. You know, if he's not doing that nonsense, then we can actually get through some of this. So back into sports. What is today's episode about? Well, there's been some news and there's been some sport occurrences and I don't know what they are. But what I do know is that yesterday I went to a basketball game. I did. I actually did down at um the crypto.com arena that name is probably not gonna last for a while but uh we went down and saw um the kings versus the clippers which is uh there's an interesting thing about that because la has two basketball teams this i did not know uh they have the clippers and then they have the lakers and so both of them are pretty like up there teams uh and they play out of the same arena So when they're at the arena, whoever is playing there and, you know, arenas, they can be multifunctional. So like this one also is like a hockey rink. It can be an event stage. It can be a boxing arena. It can be all sorts of things. But in that current iteration of it, it functions as two basketball courts for two different teams. And so when one is playing or the other, they switch out all the posters and all the signage and all the merch gets changed out to the team that is playing. But there's a catch. So when the Clippers play the Lakers, one of them has to be the home team. And they do that based on the contractual obligations of the entire league, they change out which one's gonna be the home team. So literally, both are LA teams, but when they play each other, they just pick one. And that one's the home one, and they get their logo in the center of the court, and they get all the posters changed up all over the place. And the people at home, probably a lot of them don't necessarily piece two and two together, I don't know. I didn't. I'm sure there are many that also haven't, but I didn't know this. It's the same place. They just changed the decorations, which is genius. I guess it's multifunctional and it's, it's saving space and it's optimizing. But also, man, LA is just such a big city that it needs two basketball teams, which is fascinating. They couldn't possibly build another one for them. Couldn't do that. And then again, it's a deficiency. How many stadiums do we really need? But anyway, I went to a basketball game and here's why I'm bringing this up because a lot of you out there have been listening to this podcast and probably don't know what it's like to actually go to a sporting event because they're happening all the time. I'll tell you straight up, they're happening all the time. Everywhere you look, there's probably a sporting event going on some weekend, in at least the major cities in America. And yeah, the tickets are kind of expensive and the food is ridiculous. We had this little game where we were trying to guess how much a beer was going to cost. Not for me, the other people were going to have a beer. And we were throwing out random numbers. I said $11, they said 14 12 maybe 8 if you get a deal. We knew it was going to be expensive, but we didn't know how expensive. Tall beer was $16. They didn't have a small beer. So beer was $16. Uh, Even the sodas were like beyond movie theater prices. It was kind of ridiculous. So if you're going there, don't expect to get a good deal on food. Actually, when we went out there, what you need to know is that outside the arena, all over the street, there's tons of these hot dog vendors. And when I tell you hot dogs, they, they're they not just like a, a wiener in a bun. I'm talking like a big, big fat sausage with all the fixings that you could possibly want. You get onions, jalapenos, ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, a barbecue sauce if you want to. They could be wrapped in bacon. They're delicious. They're fantastic. Phenomenal and they're five bucks. So you want, you want one of those. If you haven't eaten beforehand, if you haven't like cooked your own food, ate it, stuffed yourself full, then go there, you're going to want to do that. You can't bring in any food. here. Okay, let me back up a few steps because I want to give you guys an, a primer on how to go to a sporting event. Number one, you can go by yourself, but you don't necessarily want to. See, the thing about sporting events is it's enjoying the communal aspect of it. And sure, you may be like, I don't have any friends that want to go to a sporting event or I'm trying to find... the thing. Is, You can actually make friends there. Not necessarily sure if you want to. I don't have enough experience in that to be able to do that. Uh, But there's kind of like this fun environment where you don't actually have to do anything. It's very much like a movie theater. And a lot of you out there probably like going to the movies. Like most of you have done it. There are probably very few of you that haven't. And you may not like movies for one reason or another. or The movie might be bad. But I think we'd all agree that usually, even if it's a bad movie, it can be fun to just go out with friends. Or go out with people you know. Or get to know you each other kind of thing that is the equivalent in sporting events and the thing is the game can be bad the game can be good but there's something about that communal aspect of everyone being in the same place everyone cheering and also just the pure showmanship of a an american sporting event this shit is ridiculous like it is it is absurd i have not been to many but i've been to a few to know that this is a pattern of what i'm going to illustrate when you get there, you gotta deal with the tickets and the security and you gotta get in there and find your seats and you know, it's it's not exactly sometimes it might be clean, sometimes it might be not, this place was pretty good uh, but when you get in there, you'll get in your seat and you'll see that uh, either the players are warming up or there's kind of like a whole bunch of people milling around or they're setting up some certain things and they're getting ready. All this you wouldn't ordinarily see if you're watching on TV because it's already ready to go by the time the broadcast starts, but when you get in there, you're gonna see all of the pre-show stuff. They have a whole show Before the actual game starts and also they have shows in the middle of the game. Don't get me wrong There's more of that, but I'll get to that in a second. I'm keep getting ahead of myself But there's a there's show happening There's entertainment the thing about these things and and you can say this about American capitalism or the entertainment system as a whole or sporting in general it is all a streamlined arrow of Attempted entertainment whether or not it actually entertains you is a completely different thing, but in no other situation do they take every single break possible to try to entertain you. They call a timeout, and you know when you're watching at home, that's when they go to commercials and that's when they, they play ads and they try to make money there. When you're there and they call a timeout, that's when the dancers come out at least in the basketball game that i was at that's when the dancers get ready they're waiting in the wings and they're just like time out and they go all right go and then like 13 dancers stream out into the middle of the court and they just start going for it and it's the most incredible choreographed routine you've ever seen in your life and you're like what didn't the shit holy crap look at them go and they dance for like three minutes or however long the the timeout is and as soon as they're as soon as the timeout's over they rush off the court because there cannot be a second of dead air when it comes to these shows. And they cram, they cram entertainment in there. You know, with basketball, there's four quarters, right? But in between each quarter, they brought out the t-shirt cannons. And I had forgotten that about sporting events. You go there and you have a good chance of getting a t-shirt. You have a great chance of being on the Jumbotron, which is the big screen in the middle there. If you're dancing or showing any kind of a spirit, like cheering on the home team, you can almost guarantee that you're going to be on that camera and you're going to be able to be on the big screen. Screen and everyone's going to cheer for you and you can dance or be, you know, kind of shy or whatever you want. You're like it's, it's just destined to get people involved and excited because that's what sells, right? And we can all understand that and we can all acknowledge that. Yeah, it's a money, it's a money farm, basically. It's meant to get people entertained so that they can sell stuff, ads, concessions, jerseys, merch, whatever have you. But that doesn't mean that it's not fun. Right. I had a great time and the game was good, too. Like it was a, it was a crazy game because Catherine is a fan of the Kings, been a lifelong fan. And I, I have no skin in the game either way, but I could appreciate that it was an it was a fun game where we were rooting for the away team. So the entire stadium is mostly Clippers fans and they want to cheer for them and they want to boo when the other team is on the foul line. They're shooting their shots. And there was a whole thing with like Chick-fil-A sponsored a, uh, if they miss two free throws, it's free chicken. I don't know what that even means. Free chicken for who? Free chicken for how? I don't even understand how you get that. But that was the thing and they didn't miss. So no one got free chicken, but it's whatever. Besides the point, getting out of myself. So all this being said was for me to say, that was fun and you can do that didn't even really realize I like I knew that that's a thing that you can do, but you can do that anytime. We've been talking about so many sports. This is just the major ones, even the minor ones. They may not have the dancers coming out in between each timeout, but they definitely have the game there, which is for the, like, for most people. That's like going to the movie theater. You might go there for the previews, but you're really there for the movie. And, you know, for the, for the game, it's the same way. You're there for the game. So if you like the sport and you've gotten into a sport that we're talking about here on this podcast, there's events around you. Not even just at the big stadium, local stadiums, like local sporting events. Heck, even your local high school game. It's probably going to be at least a little fun. There might be some drama there, here and there, with parents beating the snot out of each other. That could be fun. Something for everybody. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media, and entertainment. that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as um, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Here's how you do it, right? I actually don't know because I didn't buy the tickets. Step number one, find a friend that has already bought the tickets. Go with friend. There is no step two. That was step two. Step one, find the friend. Step two, go. Step three, go home i don't want people lost in the stadium thinking that it was going to be like that easy but here's how you do it if you don't have a friend doing that and guiding you the whole way so you're going to want to buy the tickets now there's different seats that you can get for different prices you got your nosebleed section which is going to be way up high and you're looking down and you can barely see the players now the thing about this is those are the cheap seats but what i mentioned about the jumbotron still holds true and no matter where you are in the stadium at least in this basketball stadium or an arena style stadium which is like not the biggest stadium you can have if, you, if it's a football game, it's a different story because the nosebleeds are truly catastrophically far away from the action. That is up, up, up there. But this arena was nice because even the up, up, up there seats weren't that up 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 there compared to where the other seats were you're all kind of equidistant radially from the center of the arena so you get your tickets you can either get the nosebleed ones that are cheaper not cheap but cheaper or you can get the uh nicer seats which are down lower closer sometimes they've started to do this thing where some movies here movie theaters do this where you can order food right from your seat and they'll have people come deliver it to you that is kind of restricted to only a few of the sections i think one of the sections i was in happen to have that I didn't know that before I did that. I went and got concessions. That's totally fine too. But you get your seats, right? Hopefully you pick the day that was convenient for you and you have a way to get to the stadium there. I guess you should check to see which stadiums are near you for the sporting event that you're doing. That's step zero, right? Step one is buying. Step zero is finding. Step one is buying. Step two is getting there. Parking is going to be a bit of a nightmare, but most of the time it's been pretty streamlined. The average game that you have in your average day, you know, if it's not a big event or a big monumentous final championship, the parking isn't going to be that terrible. They got ample parking for the usual game. It's when things get out of hand for the season ending games that it's going to be a bit more than you thought it was going to be. But for these, there's parking garages, at least in L.A. where I was, downtown, search out your parking. If you're any kind of an adult, you probably have experienced something like this, finding parking is just like the way it is. And when you go in there, get ready for security. Usually, nowadays, you can't bring large bags. So don't bring a backpack. Don't bring a very large tote. Like, I think it's kept down to, like, clutches or fanny packs or about the size that you can have. Expect security. Um, there's going to be security lines. There's going to be metal detectors. Have your tickets. If you bought them online and you only have a digital copy, make sure you have it either screenshotted on your phone or downloaded in some way. You can't count on there being internet at these events. If you gotta pull it up, like open your email and try to pull it up out of your email and you haven't downloaded it, be sure to download it or screenshot it beforehand so you have it ready and there. There's a lot of people there with a lot of phones and like just recently there was like a phone outage, AT&T was out. That could happen at any time. You don't want to be there and hold up line or have to go around or try to talk to customer service and get your tickets printed and they might not be able to find it. Just have them prepped and ready to go if you have to print them out it'll still work because they'll scan it at the door once you're inside you're inside the craziest thing about these things is when you're in you're in and it's a huge building you can walk wherever you want you could just do laps around the stadium the whole time you don't have to go in to your seat and enjoy the game the thing is when you're around there there's all these like um restaurants concession stands but also where i'm at Where I was at, they had a full bar. So if that's more your style, you can sit at the bar and you can watch it on the TV, just like you would at home. It's kind of the same experience, It's more expensive that way, but there's something you can say about going there and being around the entire crowd of people. I'm not really a crowd person, but I can understand there are some people that appreciate that. So you're in, pick your poison, go to your seat, whatever. Uh, There's plenty of people out there that try to just snag procedurally better seats. um, And what they'll do is they'll sit in a seat, if no one's there, And they will wait until someone says, hey, that's my seat. It's kind of inconvenient. It doesn't happen all the time. But when I was there just last time, it happened right in front of me. So be aware of that. If you're showing up later, you can totally show up later. That's not a problem. You can get there whenever. You can get there in the last quarter if you really want to. Uh, But just understand that your seats are your seats. And that's fine. If someone's sitting in there, just ask them to move. They'll move right? So once you're seated, you can either go get food, like you don't need to leave anything in the seat to remember, like that's your seat, right? If you've been to a movie theater with reserved seats, it's your seat. So just be sure to defend your seat if anyone else is sitting in there, but it shouldn't be a big problem. Usually people are boisterous, loud, Whatever, it's people. Humans. If you're not used to being around humans, uh, they're kind of boisterous and loud sometimes. But overall, they're generally pretty nice. Unless they're doing sports betting, in which case at the end of the game that I was at, because, uh, spoiler, the Kings won, uh, some guy in the row over just started punching his seat really hard. And I know some fans get into it, but I recognize the I-just-lost-a-lot-of-money punch... When I see it, there's going to be people that are a little overly enthusiastic about the outcome of the game. Don't need to worry about that. Step number five, or wherever this is in there, don't get into sports betting, okay? Just don't do it. There's there's no point. Uh, Number six, once you got either your food or you've, you've eaten a hot dog from outside, I just enjoy the game. It's crazy. It's nuts. Like, it is just, it is almost a psychotic experience because of just how fast they do things you'll be looking one second and they'll be like warming up like getting ready stretching and then the next second the dancers come out and then all of a sudden you're like good evening los angeles and you'll hear like you'll look up and someone's on the jumbotron talking to you and everyone is chanting this chant that they they all know and they all rehearse you're just trying to like what the fuck is happening i don't know what they're saying but it's okay because that's part of the experience you go there enough you'll pick up on things don't worry they'll do it again and don't worry you don't need to do it if they say everyone on their feet You don't need to stand up. You don't need to stand up at all. In fact, if you don't, people will just assume that you're rooting for the other team. Because if you're not there rooting for the home team, it's fully expected that you're not going to cheer for the home team. That's fine. No one's going to get super pissed about it unless they're betting on it. So don't mess with those guys anyway. You don't want to mess with them. But other than that, there's a lot of, like, fan participation stuff. There's a chance to get free things. a chance to be on the Jumbotron. Just enjoy yourself. Like, sit around. That's what it's meant for. And to be perfectly honest, like, I sometimes forget that there is this kind of phenomenon that exists when there's a lot of people in the same area enjoying getting excited. If you go to concerts, it's like that. Probably, if you go to concerts and not sporting events, it's in the same place. So you're used to going to that place. So if you've never gone to a sporting event in your life, I... Highly recommend it. It was a great time, and it's a good time to socialize with your friends, socialize with other people, meet new people, first date. Sure, you know, the thing about it is a first date, not that I've ever done this, but I imagine as a first date, what's good about it versus a movie theater is that you can actually talk. You know, you can actually have a conversation. Whereas if you go to the movie, which is what I've always done on first dates, you, you don't talk. You just sit there in the darkness and go, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. That's great. I, you can tell my last experience doing this was in high school, right? So you just sit in the dark, but in a sporting event, you can talk all you want. You can get up out of your seat whenever you need. You, like, you do whatever you want. It's yours. You could, Like I said, you can run laps. You can do whatever you want. You're basically free to do whatever you want. Just try not to sneak, sneak backstage or something, but it's a big building, and there's something fascinating about just being in a big building. You go in the wrong door, you'll be in the back rooms. And you don't want to be in the back rooms of a sporting event. Maybe you do, though. But check it out. I don't know. I don't have any recommendations on like where to get tickets or stuff like that. Sometimes it's different per city. There's probably the usual ticket people. Uh, But almost always, there's always incentives to get free tickets to a sporting event. There's always radio shows that are giving away free tickets. There's always like little mini competitions that are giving away free tickets. These little things where you can find someone that has an extra ticket because they got a bundle deal or they got a season pass or something like that. So if you wanted to get in... Just to try it, I'm sure you could find a way to do it. Because the thing is, they want to get people in because it is fun. It actually is fun. They're not lying about that. It is fun and it is entertaining. Even if you're looking at it from like a, wow, humans are weird kind of perspective, like as a people watching excursion, it is kind of people watching as a business. Because you're there with people to watch other people throw a ball around. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is sports. Jadies and Leno. And I am Markiplier, and this has been Go! My Favorite Sports Team. Thank you so much for listening, thank you so much for watching, thank you so much for joining me on this wonderful adventure. This has been the Solo Excursion, Tyler will be back shortly, but I can't wait to rub it in his face that this is now the most popular episode of Go! My Favorite Sports Team out there, and Wade can suck a big schlong. Thank you, everybody, for supporting me in all of my dreams and all of my ambitions, because that's what I'm all about. That sounds egotistical, but that sounds exactly like what I am. Thank you. Have a lovely day. Enjoy a sporting event near you, if you'd like to. No pressure, but this kind of is the podcast about getting people that's never done this thing into doing that thing. Like myself, and I enjoyed it. And I still, to this day, am not a sports person. But I can appreciate it. And that'll open up the doors for many new experiences that you might appreciate. Thank you. Have a lovely time. Bye.